This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is up, girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 161. If you have ever wondered how early is too early to start your kids or loved ones on music lessons or get them started in music, I will try to explain some points of view that I have on the matter on this week's episode. As usual, before I get started, I want to give a shout out to the companies that I endorse. Zildjian Cymbals, Vader Drumsticks, LP Percussion, Evans Drumheads, Gibraltar Hardware, Simpad Accessories, Nirvana Handpans, and of course, Ultimate Ears in-ear monitors. And if you're looking to upgrade your ears, if you're looking to enhance your monitoring experience, look no further. And if you email my friend Joe Lesser at ultimateaudiojoe at gmail.com and give him the code DA20, DA as in Demian Arriaga, 20 as in 20, you will get a 20% discount across the board, any product related to Ultimate Ears. And I encourage you to check them out because, in my opinion, they are the best. So I'll try to split this podcast into two. One, I will talk to the parents or potential clients who want to get their kids started in music. And I also would like to speak to the potential educators or teachers out there that are looking for some pointers when it comes to this. So First things first, the client, the parent, whoever is interested in is asking the question, how early can I start my kid in music? My answer is it depends on your kid. It depends on their attention span. It depends on their height. It depends on their hand size. It depends on their their interest in music. It depends on many, many things. And of course, there is no sort of blanket statement or rule that applies to all kids. I refuse to lump them all together. I think it's unfair. And their learning curves are different. They might have, uh, you know, an ease with which they learn music that is different. And that doesn't mean that they'll be the best or that music is right for them at that age or whatever. Um, Actually, let me take that back. I think music is phenomenal at any age. But I'm, 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 I'm talking more about the expectations that the parents might have as far as practicing and discipline and all that other stuff. So to a degree, I think that is a very a very much a point of argument or a point of discussion or important point for parents is are my kids going to stick with the instrument? Before I buy them an instrument, I want to make sure that they commit and stuff like that. And I try to stay away from that conversation in a way because you can't tell how much a kid is going to commit in a short span of time. It could be years before they fall in love with the instrument. And when they're young, up until, I mean, if if I'm gonna generalize it, I would say from anywhere from like five to 10 or 11, my whole goal is for the student and the kid to always fall in love with music and associate music education with fun. I don't expect them to practice that much. I don't have an agenda that I set for my students. As far as, you know, they need to know this and know this and know that and blah, blah, blah. Before this, they need to know, th- know this. Some might be logical sort of steps that you might take. But overall, I see myself as somebody that needs to be a positive influence on the kid. I want to teach them music and teach them how fun it is and try to find a way for them t- to learn a little bit 
every day or every week or every month and make the progress consistent or as consistent as possible. The difficulty is, or the obstacle is, how much the kid practices, how much they retain information. And that is part of our jobs as teachers, but also the, the you, the client, the potential client, has to help the kid uh, you know, do their homework, it's, and I'm talking about school homework and other other chores that they might have. So music might not be, you know, the the priority, and that's totally understandable. And I think teachers get that confused sometimes, where they think that music is the most important thing in the kids' lives, and they expect these incredible results week in and week out. But again, going back to the parents and the clients, um, the most important thing I think is to choose the teacher accordingly and try several teachers for your kid and see how comfortable they feel with them. And, you know, some kids learn differently. So your kid might be more of a, you know, music theory student where he needs to, he or she needs to read things um, more than just listening to them and vice versa. There might be other kids that are better with listening to things and not writing them down. And the teachers might teach in a different way. So make sure you select or you choose a teacher that is going to be somewhat um, conducive to your kid learning how they learn best at the very beginning and then eventually try to learn at different different ways. You know, there's this whole argument of I'm more of a visual learner, I'm more of an you know audio learner and stuff like that. I think that we are all learners of all different kinds of ways at all times in whatever we retain for a specific topic um, or however we retain it, that's the way it works. So I think that's incredibly important, the teacher itself. Um, I also think that making it fun for the kid, regardless of the age, is going to elevate the probabilities of them practicing and them having fun. And yes, I know there are some kids that respond better to a little tougher or tough love or a little more strict type of education. I'm not one of those teachers and I'd rather err on the side of leniency, lenience and, and fun than anything strict. Um, if they want to go to music college and they're 16, 17, 18 and they're not working on their stuff, that's a whole different thing. But in general, I think making music fun for the kid is incredibly important and the most important thing. Now, when it comes to purchasing instruments for the parents, there's I totally understand the, the investment of money and if I'm going to buy a drum set for a kid, they're going to commit. Am I going to buy a guitar and so on and so forth? And that's, you know, that's an investment and it's a risk, quote unquote, that you're taking. And you either do it or you don't. I would encourage you to do it. And I would encourage you to buy the best instrument that you can, believe it or not. I think that, for example, with a guitar or a bass that might have intonation problems, if they're cheap, uh, you would be better served to get something a little bit better or get the guitar set up and get tuners and get all these other things that are going to elevate the probabilities of the kid practicing because the instrument itself is going to sound better and there's going to be almost like consistent and constant positive reinforcement from the instrument. And it's almost like a no-brainer to me. With drums, it's different because you can sort of make any drums that sound somewhat decent. But when it comes to like actual... Um, intonation and articulation and vibrato and, and tuning and stuff like that, I encourage parents to spend a little bit more money than normal, if you want to call it, and not just a beginner guitar. Because I think um, even though everybody started with a cheapo guitar, you know what I mean? I'm one of those people that think that the better the guitar, the better intonation and stuff like that, the, the more probability the kid um, is going to have a practicing or, or wanting to be around and develop better hearing. That's just my personal opinion.
Now, when it comes to you, the potential teacher, and I said this before just now, but the most important thing is to be patient and be responsible and know that you have these kids' lives and the future of their music life potentially in your hands, and you need to respect it and be very, very grateful that you're in a, in a position where you can teach them about music and teach them about the joys of, of melody and harmony and, all, and rhythm and all those things that have made your life incredible. And we have a responsibility with the arts and with everybody that came before us to make it as enjoyable as possible. I encourage you to, if you have, you know, an agenda, if you have a way of teaching and a method and that's it, I encourage you to also think about not having a method and seeing the kid for what they are, a kid or an individual, and see how they react to certain things. Try to be patient. Try to understand their physical ability, not their musical ability, but their physical ability. Are they able to hold the chords properly? And do they have hand strength to get it? So if they don't, don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. Have patience. Figure out a way and maybe play single lines on a guitar or on a bass. Um, maybe they need different strings on a bass or on a guitar to, to sound a little bit better or get the bends or whatever it is. Try to be flexible and understand that everybody learns at a different pace. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast. Thank you.